This is Small Talk Podcast with DJ Ayers on Brooklyn Radio. This is Small Talk, and I'm here with Chances with Wolves. There's two guys who I know as Kenan and Justin. Uh, can you guys tell me about the radio show that you do on East Village Radio that you've been doing for a while? Yo, where, where did you get the announcer for your radio show? He's from Monroe, Louisiana. He's called Shadow Haze. You really? Oh. You, know, you know this man? Yeah, yeah. You yeah, met I him did. in person. You hired him? No, I haven't. I've, I met him on the internet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. This is small talk. We're going to make some small talk. Yeah, we do a podcast too. We're on a podcast and we do a kind of radio show that's also kind of a podcast because it's on the internet. Internet radio. It's on eastvillageradio.com. It's called Chances of the Wolves and we play old records. Right. In a way that's like pleasing. But you never repeat a record, right? That's so, that's the that's the rule that we made up at the beginning, and then we have to live with that rule. Yeah. Right? No, <laughs> yeah, we, we 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 don't ever we don't yeah. we try not to repeat. Uh, yeah, uh, so ever, like not on, never on purpose. If we do a theme, we might repeat. There's a, a couple exceptions, like if we have a, if we do a theme if show. Gil Scott Heron dies. Right, we did a whole Gil Scott Heron. Yeah. We did right. a whole Gil Scott Heron. Or if we do a show, show like a colors shows songs about colors, you can pull from the old episodes. Um, or if we have guests, guests often repeat. Records What's your that we favorite color? Uh, shoot, I, I have some. There's so many colors. No, My favorite one. color is trill. <laughs> now you're fucking with the trill, Dad. Um, but yeah, so that's what keeps it. I think that's what keeps us uh, working hard on it, and maybe that's what people respond to about it is that it's like you're not gonna maybe hear the same song ever again. So once you, it's like a one and gone thing. And when you, when you're talking about old music, you're not talking about like rap from the '80s. You're talking about like could stuff be. from the, the whole thing '50s is, and the '60s. To me, it's like the 70s. it's a hip hop show. The whole it could be a hip hop show. It, could, it is. <laughs> it could be anything as long as it's like something that like isn't already popular, right? So, it, like we'll we'll play a popular song if it's a cover people don't really know about. Like the whole idea is trying to hit people to records they don't know about. And like, there's another piece that, like you said, like people hearing songs they never heard before, but there's like. Um, if it's a version of a song that they know, there's like this kind of immediate response. Like, oh, I know this, but I don't know it. Right, all the covers. Right. But yeah, it's not limited. It's not like we don't play hip hop. We do. It's just, um, when we started, I think there was like, there's so many good hip hop radio shows. There's so many good like funk and soul radio shows. The only way to do something that we felt like was good and different was to make it genreless and be like, we're just going to play dope everything. So, Nothing's out of bounds, but it's just not like confined to a style, you know. Yeah. Uh it seems like it's like the the outer realms of digging. Yeah. Like it it goes so far beyond when we all started digging, you know, breaks. it was the nineties and we were looking for the originals yeah. to rap records and that's how we learned about liquid liquid because Right, you know, right. People well, we find breaks by accident and shit too. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, all yeah. the time. But I, th I feel fun. like that was my, and I think kind of maybe for you too. That was like my entrance into music in general was through hip hop, right? And then, like, how do they make this? I want to make this. How do they make this? Oh, it's old records, and like, I know where I could get old records. You know, they go get old records, and then you know you start going through the old records, and you're like, oh, there's all this. Right, and the, <laughs> and the, and the realization go backwards that, through the history of music. Right, and like for me, the realization that like all these dudes that I looked up to so much were like on some shit where they were pulling from everything and listening to all different kinds of music. So like, yeah, like you know, if I'm hearing a day DJ Red soul Alert record, feels like, like the guy, like the 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 guy for that for the '90s, like where you would listen to a radio show 
And I mean, I know Mr. Magic before that and before that Cool Herc and so forth. But like to me, when I think about that, when I think about a, guy, a hip hop guy that would, you know, play Duran Duran records or play right. house records yeah. or play reggae records or whatever, like it was Red Alert. Yeah. And just just understanding that, like you can't love the one thing without understanding and loving like everything and where it came from, you know. Or like you know that feeling when you find that break, like you're just listening to a record and you find it, you hear it, and you you're, the neurons fire. Yeah, yeah. You might not be sure right away where it's from, even, but you're like, oh, "What the fuck is that from?" Oh, that's a that's a thing. That's a, what is that from? You know, it's the same thing. Like when you hear a record, like and you like where you hear like uh, like a reference to, like you you heard a reference to in a in a, in a song that was like of your generation, and and you 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 go, "Oh, that's where they got that from." Do you, you know, produce beats? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <You> do. <laughs> I mean, so I, that's got to be an element. Not of it so too. much. Yeah, not so much anymore, but I definitely, that's how I started being into music was to yeah. just he's records. Nice, he's nice, nice with it. Yeah, and I'd rap over them and every the whole thing. The whole thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, remember, <laughs> I had a little bedroom. Nuke I had Fam friends. was your rap group. Yeah, they were, we, yeah. And we had like my, like my little friends would come over and we'd get in the bedroom. Hey. Hey. <laughs> and we'd turn the beats on. <laughs> Sorry, that's funny. I mean, that's all I had. I had it was my room. We didn't call it a bedroom. It was just yeah. my room. Uh, but one thing led to another. Um, hey. You guys both grew up in New York, right? Did there. Yeah, we we both grew up in New York. We grew up like sort of like not together, but parallel. Um, like we're like the. It's funny. Like we're like the same age now, but actually, like I'm a little older. So when you're younger, uh, that makes more of a difference. Like so, he was a younger dude when I was like uh, in high school like he was like one of the little kids yeah and I think of him as a younger dude too. <laughs> <laughs> but they had like this whole crew like the, the, his friends like there was a whole bunch of them and I used to see them around and be like you know these young kids they're, they're pretty cool actually we are right ears yeah I just clicked into a different place we're still going this is small talk podcast so yeah so no the funny thing about him like when I first became aware of him there was a record store in, in Park Slope uh, back in the day called Holy Cow and it was a is that a good record store it was a kind of good record store and they had like um the one on 5th Ave it was no, on 9th it was on 9th Street? and 7th like seventh. on the corner upstairs, upstairs like one little room and there was like a hunchback who but they there. used to talk about Liquid Liquid they had a whole box of 99 records was that what the record label was called yeah. Yeah. they just and nobody knew what they were and they were like a couple bucks in there yeah he and he had but Four he had a new arrivals you know they had they had a good like overall collection they had dope stuff that they didn't that the guy didn't actually know what it was yeah he you was like bought, a rock dude right you know what I bought there once a rev, I bought I have it Rev's record Rev's punk rock record inside of it is and it was like four bucks. Revs the graffiti writer. Yeah, made he had a punk record. Yeah, <laughs> just says revs on it with like a burnt up fetus or something photocopied on the cover. That sounds about right. And inside, it's awesome. Yeah. And inside is it's a record, but it didn't oh, did play you, because did it had a hubcap welded to it. <laughs> yeah, inside was was, <laughs> was a old. metal sculpture. No, no, in, no. Is is early because inside was the the we like just the the one oh, page the cost page. revs. Right. There was a bunch of them just in the record. That's so dope. That, but anyway, th I went to the Holy Cow, the spot once, and I think I wasn't living in New York at the time, and I came back, and I was like, I saw my friend, um, who is whose younger brother was was good friends with, with Craig growing up, and I was like, yo, man, I went to Holy Cow, and this shit was whack, like, there was nothing there, and he was like, you know why? My 
my little brother's friend lives on that block and he goes there every day and he t- gets every good record that comes true because nick came over my house one day and i had like he was got he had just he was getting salty like because i had all these like rap 45s like had to say no yeah go, they did they 45s, had rap 45s yeah, it was weird Big daddy came yeah 45s here it comes <laughs> since the far off days when man first heard a scratchy noise on a cylindrical drum accompanied by staccato human tone it has been his aim to add breath and depth to give realism and spaciousness, and even where it applies, to convey actual movement. Intro, I start to go, my rhymes will flow, so get up and dance, cause Kane said so. If you were lounging around, it's time to get up. Pardon my expression, but I'ma tear shit up. I appear right here and scan deer, a mere musketeer that would dare to compare. I do declare, getting busy is where it's at, but what you're saying, you wouldn't get a point for that. Cause you're a featherweight, and your rhymes you carry light, but I drop bases like Barry White. So how could you think that you pose a threat? You say you're rocking, how many shows you get? All your vocals go local on the MIC, mines go a great distance like AT. I'm not new to this, I'm true to this Nothing you can do to this Fuck around with Kane and come out black and blue for this So, yo, go for what you know Attempt to debate so I can humiliate We can go rhyme for rhyme, word for word, verse for verse Get you a nurse, too late Get you a hearse to take you to your burial ground Because the big daddy can't always throw down Correct, I get respect I'm out to collect cash money Cause I get bored I was gonna ask you about the new mayor because you're some of the only people I know who lived the through the, the David Dinkins era. The Dinkins people, days. People are comparing Yo, my it friend, to that. My friend. Oh, yeah. People are comparing it to that already. Who? who they're what hoping, people? They're hoping. What people? <laughs> people <laughs> who that want to like, drink on the train. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> was. Know, well, listen. You should, be able to, you should be able to drink and smoke in the park like that do in Europe. It's civilized. Like they do everywhere in the world. You go. I went to Germany. You, you know, uh, people were like, you could go to a bar, a restaurant, if you wanted to. But there was like a little town square, like a little like you know park with benches, and there was just like all these young people. They went to the there's the kiosks all around with the bodegas, and long tables, bodegas. and like the, the girls with the mugs of beer. No, 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 no it's not like that. You just you just go you go buy a couple beers in the store, and you go sit in the park with a bunch yeah. of people. It's just people all just yeah. congregating there. No, that was like when we were in Paris. That was like what we did every day. Go down by the river and sit by the river. And I remember with a bottle I, of wine, it's civilized. The wild culture shock, like we came back. That's what you do every night there, right? That's what I did. I That's just, what I did. And we came back, and they were showing like a film in Red Hook Park, like or called whatever it is by the pier in Red Hook, Valentino Pier. And we went down to the pier to watch like ET or some shit. I don't know what it was. And the police rolled up, and we're like. They knew that there were going to be like adults there with open containers. So the police come in while people are watching a film and Sitting drinking there, beer quietly. No one's even in a talking, park. you know? It was and like we were watching Aliens. Pulling pe- oh, yeah, you were there. And yeah. they're pulling people out and writing tickets. And I was like, come on. What is we're this? sitting New in York, the park you know? with, a, with a little picnic that right. includes a beer. Right. Why you, you know what I mean? Come on. Do you think de Blasio is going to fix it? No. <laughs> no. I, but, yo. De Blasio, he's, he's talking to talk right now. Though you know, he's he's saying things that that sound very appealing to me. That's what politicians like to do. They he like is. to appeal Yo, to you remember, with the things that they say. Remember the Corey yeah, Skeptical. Skeptical. Nobody was Skeptical. trying to appeal to to Kennan last year. What did you say? And nobody was trying to appeal to you last year. Like Obama was. They tried to appeal right. to the money. Barack Obama, Obama was. We That's we true. DJed something where uh, Cory Booker was there, and he came over to us. And was like, what did he say? He's like, yo, guys, I'm, I'm just loving everything you're playing. Like, shook our hands, and we were both gassed. gassed. <laughs> First of all, he just gave, he, Cory Booker 
is like gave such an ill speech, like just an offhand speech at this thing where he was like, no notes, no, just like, and like you know, was telling us uh, like charming story about when he used to like volunteer for the legal aid society like working with poor people right. and how he's like i was a lawyer for these poor people and then he like was casually you know reinhold niebuhr quote you know right there yeah. just like killed it just and it speech. felt like really sincere and genuine and like you're like yo and, and the aura around him i was just like when he shook my hand even though i know he's crooked he shook my hand and told me he liked it and i was just like oh yeah you're like i was like <laughs> like some bill clinton sh- yeah like, i never shook bill clinton's hand but yeah. i can only imagine that's what it's like yeah and I, when i when he took my hand like that and it made me forget everything i know about him like how he's how he's like moneyed up like wall street moneyed up i was like this this guy could be president absolutely be in my mind president. he's like 10 feet tall when i think about him like, you know. and newark is doing great right now so he's got that going for him <laughs> it don't matter you know what i mean i saw bill clinton on the street he actually is 10 feet tall yeah yeah, I've seen him on the street in Midtown before, too. He's good. Like, that guy, that's what I'm saying. There's a the kind of politician thing. It's like some magician trick that you can pull on people. It's like the power of your personality. You can shake somebody's hand and just make them feel. When Bill Clinton says, I feel your pain, like, you feel like he does. And you're like, oh, he, that's, that's ill that he feels me like that. <laughs> Even Didn't through you the had, television. You had a Bill de Blasio story. Bill de Blasio. I mean, I don't, you know, because he was like a Park Slope yeah. politician for a long time. Yeah. So I remember our friends was sitting on the stoop i know it was <laughs> yeah. danny but it might have been tone tank Good too story. i don't want to not give him credit if he was there too it might have been him i forget because if i he, whatever but uh he came up to to talk to like he was knocking on doors like you know like this is real, this is a while this is not this mayoral campaign this is, no this, this is, is like in the 90s late 90s knocking on doors build a blouse and he's they're like oh yeah we seen your signs what up the blazo <laughs> and then I can't even tell this story, man. It's, it's foul. I'm not telling the story. That's that's good judgment. You just exercised very good judgment, actually, because I just remember the story too. I just remember the story. What it's they filthy. Said to him. They said some filthy shit to him. They were like, "Are you for this filthy?" They said some filthy shit to him. He's like, "I don't know what that is, but I'm pretty sure I'm against." It. <laughs> have a good day. He yeah. just, he was which good. is a good response. From yeah. a you, you gotta you gotta have it, man. Yeah. It's like being a stand up comic or something. Maybe. Yeah. Like you gotta be on all the time. Mm. Well, we'll see. You know, I don't know. We'll see. I wasn't a Mike Bloomberg fan, so, you know. So, yeah, I mean, like. But I, I mean, New York, like, what are we trying to save New York at this point? It's a little, uh, it's a little late. Right? Are we, uh, can I say one real thing about, about it so far? Why no, I'm skeptical? No, no, we're not saying any real things. Okay. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm, I mean, one trail I'm, thing. I'm, just I'm, one trail thing. I'm, I'm down with not saying any real things. <laughs> say some Just real. jokes. Say no, I was real. just going to say why I'm skeptical is like, because, you know, he talked, these two big themes, it seemed to me in his campaign, was stop, stop, and frisk, and like inequality the two new yorks right that was like his two major themes is that fair mm-hmm. before he even took office before he even got sworn in he says sworn to the sworn, sworn to in he had he hired bill bratton who's the architect of stop and frisk to be the head of the nypd and he hired a goldman sachs executive woman who was in the development the real estate development wing of the of goldman sachs to be his like housing and economic development Where, deputy why? mayor blah, 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 right so it's like the architect of inequality to fight inequality the architect to stop and frisk to stop stop and frisk and then it's like that's why i'm 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 like here we go again that's what i said well, it doesn't look good guys is if you look at the pictures of his family before uh, he got elected, and if you look at him now, he's definitely been bleaching his children. Chill out. <laughs> over the Christmas break. 
Boy, two bush up and tell the girl them out browning. All of the girl them a run, go and shop, go bleach. Cause them want brown skin. All of the girl them. And them a bleach, them a bleach out them skin, them a bleach. Fe look like a browning, them a bleach. Them a bleach out them skin, them a bleach. Fe look like a browning, girl me anna you. And you no bleach out your skin. You no use no chemical, fe look like no browning, girl me anna you. Yo, what kind of art is that? Is that Econ Seal? It is. Yeah. It is? Is that a real one? Yeah. Is that a real one? Fuck no. I've been in houses that have real Picassos in their bathroom. I've been in these houses. People from Mississippi don't have stuff like that. Because <laughs> we were we were saying you're from M I S S I S I P P I S I P. And if you want to go back to open containers in Mississippi, when I was growing up, you could drive around in a pickup truck with no seatbelt, drinking a beer like open in your lap, and it wasn't a ticket. Right? Was it a better if world? Were, though? Was if it a worse world? If you were inebriated, world? you would get a DUI. But it was it was legal. It wasn't legal. Yes, it just, yes, it was legal to drive with an open beverage. Well, it in, is in, in Louisiana, right? In Mississippi, in Louisiana, it still is, isn't it? Would I make that up? Or is it just in New Orleans proper? Is no, it? you can't drink and drive anywhere now. You last time I was in New Orleans, you could have an open container in a car as long as you weren't driving. No, oh, the, it's no, not the, open. No, no, the deal but is you put the straw. The straw in? You oh, have to yeah. put the paper on top of the straw. So <laughs> what they do is. If your paper's on the straw, that's a closed container. It's, mm. a, it's like the brown bag law. It's like some right. just whatever. If you're not acting like a jerk, you, you'll be okay. That's mm. basically the rule down there. Right. But they they sell the they sell the to to go daiquiris. Yeah, and Come they on. give you the straw with the paper on it, and you oh. just take that shit off so that you can put it back on. Excuse me. I took a, um, I took this t- test on the New York times website that is going to pinpoint where your dialect is from. I took this test too. Yeah. Mm. So do you remember that there's a question, what do you call a drive-through beer They're all store? different. And I was yes, like, that I've was, never heard that, of I, I got that yeah. one too, but all the tests are different. Did you do this test? Yeah. yeah. I got there was a few different versions because yeah, I had my yeah, wife do it and she got questions. a different one. So the, there's one about that and in Mississippi you call it a beer barn. Mm-hmm. Uh, in North Carolina, <laughs> which is the first place <laughs> I, I ever saw it, was called a brew through brew through because you drive through it beer barn is dope and for listeners that are not from places where you can get drive through alcohol which new york is one of the places where you can't do that this is somewhere where you can drive your car through a drive through get frozen daiquiris in a giant styrofoam cup you can buy extra shots in it you can get all that has to be i mean or this is the rule when i was in high school all you had to have is an id that said one person is 18 years old or over because that's when the drinking age in louisiana was 18 so when we when i was growing up we used to go and buy daiquiris at the beer barn in louisiana drive right back across the bridge to mississippi and drink in parking lots and just drink these you know 36 ounce strawberry daiquiris or the hurricanes ex- or whatever sounds like, like a party. four extra shots yeah and uh the one i drove through the brew through was like driving into a giant refrigerator with like like um right like yeah, the fridges on both sides yeah. so all, and you didn't have to get out of the car you just no. unroll your window and open like slide the fridge door open and grab the beer that you want and then like pay like you would at a drive through brew through is a drink to all the girls who act stink. Shady niggas just react, we don't think. For real, spill out my whole life in ink. I'll end your world in a heartbeat, son, so don't blink. Here's a drink to all the girls who act stink. Shady niggas just react, we don't think. For real, spill out my whole life in ink. I'll end your world in a heartbeat, son, so don't blink. The ladies sweat the scalp, the ladies sweat the sluts. The ladies sweat the scalp, the ladies sweat the sluts. I miss getting robbed on the subway. You do? You, so when did you first come to New York? 
I I started coming here uh, in '94. I moved here in '98. Yeah. And you got robbed on the subway when you? How long? How no, long I personally then? have never been robbed. Oh, see, come on, come man. on, Harris. Really, not once. No, I look like a mark, though, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know if you do. I don't know. I never, I never really got got. I'd rob me. I never really got got. People don't know. I had to. I had. To, I did a lot of running. You know, as a young man, I was tall and skinny, and I had glasses, and I lived on like the f- uh, sort of fringy block. So yeah. I lived right off Flatbush Avenue. And you Avenue. had nice gear. When Flatbush Don't Avenue that was, you used to dress was nice. I also didn't tone down my um, dress. Like I wasn't, I was a little shook when I was a kid because it was a little <laughs> a little dicey by me. Yeah. But I, I never let that like, I, I was like, no, I'm going to wear what I'm going to wear. Like if I like the clothes, I'm going to wear them. Um, but that was sometimes, you know, detrimental. But I never stuff, had any nice gear that anybody would want to. Not like that, that you know. But stuff used to happen. Like you'd be walking down Broadway and at noon on a like Saturday afternoon, and you can get surrounded by, you know, fifteen or twenty kids. Like I'm fourteen, fifteen. They're like eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and it wasn't even violent. It was just like, you know, give it up kind of thing. So, and people just walk by like nothing's happening. Um, that stuff, just the fact that that would happen, like in broad daylight with onlookers and whatever, um, was crazy, you know. And it was part of like everybody's. You're like, oh, I just got got. Like it wasn't even a big deal, you know. Yeah, like if you had a swatch or if you had a, a your Walkman, like a leather or whatever, jacket, or Jansport, Adidas. Yeah, I mean, I I remember at one, at one point at, in high school I had got a Discman. Dixman, a disc man. <laughs> so, you, so you're a coxman, is what you're saying. <laughs> and I would, I would not pull it out on the subway because I just wanted to, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> you know, like so, you make it, make it like a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a janky Walkman. Like you know, you don't know this. Right, and now look at now people like sit I with it. I'm listening to a CD right now. You don't know. Yeah, that I'm was a big thing. Let anybody know. But now it's like full. Like twenty four inch iPod <laughs> on the train. People, t- people pull out the computer on the train. Yeah, the laptop on the train. Yeah, I don't like that. No, <laughs> Why not? You're joking though. When no, you, I'm not. That's flagrant. Is flagrant like, like to me from being here even in the nineties? Nice. Like, Why should I not people people not feel safe to open up their laptop on the on the train? Do you know what the number one crime in New York City is right now? Snatching an iPhone. Yes. Yeah, out of someone's a, hand. Snatching Apple products. Yeah. I mean, I guess as long as you have a Dell, you're straight. <laughs> like netbook or something. I mean, I would still never do it, but I like the idea. I would never do it. Like, there's no way I would ever open a computer on a train. Like, I would uh-huh. never do anything like that. But I've just been trained that way since I was a kid. See, but I like the, the idea. That's, that's that what bothers me about it is that when I see it, I'm like, oh, you're not from here. Or you just got really comfortable. Or you just got really comfortable. You, I, they they I, could I be feel from like here. It means you moved here like after a Maybe. certain point. Or they just got, they just are like, I feel so comfortable right now. And like, I really like that people feel comfortable to do that. Why? I want a world where people can feel comfortable just to to do that. I don't want a world where it's so unequal that like the f- idea that somebody's flashing some like fancy, you know, wealth like that, you know, is so disgusting because it's like people that are hungry in the same city. Like, I don't like that idea. But I like yeah. the idea that people feel comfortable to just be do whatever they're going to do in, in public. Right, because for me, it's like afraid. bringing like the unsafe 
part back doesn't bring back the good part. You know what I'm saying? Like the stuff that's gone and missing that is never going to come back and like the stuff that I feel like had soul that disappeared or whatever. Just like making newcomers feel uncomfortable doesn't bring back the things that I like. You know what I'm saying? Like I gave up a long time. And the ago. whole thing is that they feel way more comfortable than you are. Because what happened was newcomer. What happened was his money came in, and money feels comfortable because money gets you wherever you want to go. Money gets you in every 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 door. You can go wherever you want in New York if you got money. You own it. You can buy it. You know that's what money makes you feel comfortable like that. I mean, beyond that, you also have warm where are you clothes not welcome? and nice shoes. Yeah, where are you not welcome? I come in here, I'm spending good money here. I can go wherever I want if I got money. If you ain't got money, you, you can't, you know. You, if you ain't got no bread, you might as well stay home in yeah, bed. Yeah, you might as well stay home in bed. They're pricing people out of riding the subway at this point. Yeah, man. You know what the new scheme is, right? That they just announced today is that they're going to get rid of the Metro card. Oh, Metro no. card is 20 years old. You know what? Are, that? Yeah, that's crazy. That crazy. What are we going to do now? We, it's going to be a chip people? in here. We're old people talking on a podcast right now. <laughs> yeah. 20 year old Metro cards. Yeah. I remember tokens. Yeah, but, me too. But, uh, 10 pack. 10 pack. <clears throat> but the new scheme is uh, they want to tap, 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 tap. You get a credit card um, and you just tap that shit. So that means you can That's good though. Metro cards are fucking janky. Maybe, but check this out. <laughs> they want to But do I do it. like seeing people like s- swipe the Metro card and then just bonk into the turnstile because it didn't like read you, it. You enjoy that. That's comical, right? But, yeah, it's good. But Eric, the article I read today <laughs> like I like when my parents do that. The article I read today is not like they're going to make an MTA card that you can buy. They're saying they're, they want the technology to be in your hand, debit cards. In your no, wrists. No, listen. They want it to be in debit cards. You're not listening. <laughs> no, they want to put it in credit cards. That means you cannot ride the subway if you, don't, you have don't have a, have a credit, card. credit card. Right. Oh, I don't believe that. That's what the guy said from the MTA. They don't want to make, you know, they have this technology when, when in other cities. are projecting that that's going to happen? Uh, in, they want to phase it out in the next, like, five years or something. Hmm. No, they we will. Did a, they yo, will. Remember the tap tap. You remember the tap tap. We did an event. Tap tap. There's a credit oh, card guy. Oh, fucking tap this is the tap. New technology that they're trying to do. They want to put the chips in the credit cards. It could be in your smartphone too. Well, but they still, have it's that. Like, they already how, have. How are you going to ride a subway if you don't have? Yeah, but you can also just get a card, right? Like you could just get a card that you could tap tap. No, but like I couldn't rent a bicycle in France with my American debit card because I didn't have a chip. Like I had to do some other wild shit where I'd like go online. Right. Fucking. Right. But. So um, you ain't got the chip. You can't even ride the subway. How are you supposed to go to sleep if you're homeless? Right. Think about that. We could still jump the turnstile. You're going to have to. And, and then the, and the get arrested. Then the drones come in and blaze you <laughs> yeah, out with right. laser guns. The future's <laughs> looking bleak, guys. I'm yeah. saying. I'm telling you. <laughs> the, the MTA drone police. <laughs> Underground drones. It's coming, dude. Yikes. Did you it's see the coming. Google Panther? Did you see the Google Panther? No, Tell me they're not trying it? to build... You didn't see the Google Panther video? No. They bought a company that makes robotics, and it says yes, Google you do. Panther. Oh, right. You do see the Panther. Yes, you do Google in the Panther. <laughs> <laughs> and the Panther gets up, and it, like... It's scary. I don't it, understand it what like it is. It's struggling. It's a robot panther that can gallop at you. Fuck. <laughs> 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 
Yo, it's so scary, man. Watch it. What's the purpose? Robot. Like, what's the, robot. what's the If they get 20 of them, it can turn into Voltron. They don't know. They, they're, 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 they're not telling you what the purpose is. They're like, I don't know, because it's cool. They'll say something like that. Yeah. I don't know what they say. But you know you know, they're going to put rockets on the back of them, right. whatever, lasers. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen that robot jumping flea? Who? No. The, the robot jumping flea? No. His name is Jumping Flea? Or that's what he you're describing him. You it's need a to tiny go, robot. On, go on YouTube. <laughs> it's a tiny robot and that check gets in out, your rug. We're gonna we're gonna take a break at Small Talk Podcast to to Google the robot jumping flea. Uh, we're, we'll provide a link for it and then we're gonna talk about it when we come right back. Okay, we're back. Small talk. We're going to turn our phones off because they're buzzing. Do you know about stacking? Yeah, we do it's that. It's where three men lay down on top of each other naked and no, the first guy to get an erection no. loses. Did you get a new phone? You got a new phone? Yeah. Oh, let me see, man. I found out this, this dude, this dude kept it so thorough with the cracked ass phone for like two years, right? More than you that. You can see the chips like inside of it. It looked like Terminator when his face melted off. He had this so... <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I have this, this is nice. Habit. This is nice, and I noticed the f- uh, the picture quality's improved because it's got a real camera. Right. It's got a robot camera. Right. But we, when you said stacking, were you were you being funky? I mean, funny, or were you actually talking about a phone thing? No, I, I, I was making a, a, mm. a play on words with stacking. Um, so the the things that people need to Google. No, because there was really there was really a stacking thing that we do. Oh, I know. I know about stacking. Uh, okay, thanks, Harris. About your phones. You put your phones in a stack in the middle of the table when you eat, and then the first person who reaches for it pays for the meal. Exactly. Uh, the things that Google are Boston Dynamics Wildcat Robot in Action T, which is sick. It's action with a T at the end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's an old video that they've re-upped because I guess Google bought Boston Dynamics which made this fucking insane robot that runs... A bunch of insane robots. That's not the only yeah. one they got. Um, so there's that. And then the other thing to check out is um, the... Uh, the What is this? Sand Flea Jumping Robot. Which Ayers really likes. He loves that one. It's... it's <laughs> It's way better. It's not imp- it's not practical it's not at scary. all. There's yeah, it's nothing not scary. All Do it. it does is what just if you, jumps what if, up onto when, a building. Listen, when they used to take the balls and roof them in elementary school, right. you had to get the janitor to go up there and now get you can use a sand flea ball fetching robot. You know? Because the people used to, they could do you dirty and, and, and they could throw your. Oh, uh, shit. It's back on. Whoa. They could throw your um, sneakers up there or something, right? Right. But then, like, every, like, couple of months, Joe, the custodian, would go up on the roof and he'd just start throwing all these balls that had been roofed. Yeah. Tennis balls, basketballs. My custodian was named Jerome. Carry on. And it was, like, Christmas. If you were there and you could catch it. Yeah. Ball party. Hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you could catch the balls. Um, how much do you think Sand Flea Jumping Robot weighs, if you had to guess? 10 pounds. I would say that it weighed about as much as... Wrong. Uh, it weighs 11 pounds. Kenan wins. <laughs> That's more than I would have guessed. Baby's crying, brother's dying, and brother's getting knocked. Shit is deep on the block, and you got me locked down in this cold, cold 
Okay, we have just lived through an Arctic vortex. Yeah. What What were you doing during the Arctic vortex? I moved into a, a very drafty apartment on the 1st of January. So I was, like, felt like I was camping and shit. <laughs> like the last week. It was absolutely freezing in there and i was sleeping in a sweater with like a knit hat on my nose was cold um and you like, moved down the hall from your old place i right? moved down the hall from myself the thing you think that's gonna be easy you think nah, that that's, it was a nightmare, it, it's like though. almost as hard and and you don't really ask a lot of people to help you too or you don't really think you have to pack up yeah no that was what it was like i underestimated thousand trips back yeah. and forth with like a handful of books it was awful um, moving in general is just traumatic. I mean, not to be, not to overstate it, but it is. It's it's exhausting, and it, you know, things well, especially are f- if you have a lot of records and books. Right, <laughs> things are finally starting to shape up in there, but it was freezing. Like it was like like actually unlivable um, for like the last week in there. So it was like actually like it was also a little reassuring because I was like, oh, here's winter. I feel like we haven't had winter. And mad long in this town. Yeah, like a year. Yeah, almost a year. Almost a year. No, but it was fake winter last. The last few years have been like one, you know, one storm, not that cold, and just kind of fake in general. I remember during the Dinkins era, we used to have winters. Right, it's true. Yo, I want to know more about the people that you know that are like picking up the Dinkins era. Are they? Are you, when you saying that they think the Blasius era is going to be Dinkins era? Are they scared of it? Like conservatives, like, hey, welcome to the New York. You know, it's going to be like fucking it used to be. Or are they saying like, yeah, it's going to be like it used to be, man. No, I think what they're saying is that you're not going to get racial profiled so bad. Yeah, that's kind of wishful thinking, though, isn't it? Do you oh, it is. But but that's what that's what they would like to see, like less of that, <laughs> like it was in the 80s. <laughs> Where everybody <laughs> could get beat up by cops. Oh, that's. It was always. I don't think what, things were different then. They just didn't call it like stop and frisk back then, but it happened all the time. They just called it like regular da- life, racism, <laughs> da- America. Do you remember? Was it? It was during the Dinkins era. Remember the cop protest? Oh yeah. During the Dinkins, you know who who came up in the cop protest? Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. Giuliani showed up and he like rallied a bunch of them. Do you know about this one, Ares? No. Go well, ahead. the cop. Well, I don't remember what the actual issue was. That they were protesting? Yeah, I don't know. But like hundreds of cops went in front of City Hall. They rioted. It was and a they riot. basically rioted. They got drunk, they got drunk in, in the, the afternoon. In the afternoon at City Hall. And they <laughs> were throwing bottles. There was broken glass everywhere. And there was racial. Broken glass everywhere. <laughs> and there was racial overtones because Dinkins was the mayor. And Giuliani came and like totally fanned the flames. You know, he was prosecutor yeah. at the time yeah right? he got up there and was like you guys are right your anger is justified and i'm your leader yeah and they were um, like hey, Giuliani time so uh but it was like a, it was a disaster that yeah. thing i remember that mayor dinkins used to wake up at 10 o'clock and i thought that was hilarious <laughs> that's late that's late to wake that's up for a mayor right hell yeah bro. i was, was like damn that's do. pretty early you better get up mayor dinkins and he used to play tennis. He like wake up at ten, play tennis. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dinkins, would you please be my mayor? Mr. Dinkins, would you please be my mayor? Mr. Dinkins, would you please be my mayor? You'll be doing us. The way I met both of you is that the rub was uh, for the first nine and a half years was at a bar called Southpaw in Park Slope, and you were both bartenders. Uh, and eventually, Ken and you were the manager there. 
lot of lot of hard hours to work my way up to that post. <laughs> I want to publicly apologize for getting blackout drunk and yelling at you on the microphone at the Which rub. time? When I, when I called you a faggot. And <laughs> oh, I don't. I, I think I might have blocked that one out. That that happened though. I remember being at like the first or second rub and being like, "This is the most fun that I've like ever had at a party." Like I thought. Why I, was that? I, I don't know, man. I think because at the time, like what you guys were playing was like it, it, it was a hip hop party, right? Like in some ways, like that was the, the sort of core of it. But you were playing like a lot of 80s R&B that I'd totally forgotten about. And it was at a time when like people weren't really that was just starting to come back to, to the party shit the way that it was, I guess. I don't know. I know that I hadn't heard like fucking uh the jets or shit like that since it was like out the first time so being able to play like that like almost like campy like fun shit and watch the way people reacted to it at the time was just new like and and creative to me to see and then watching the party evolve like over the years was crazy like if you think about it now you know from how it started to where it ended up and how it blew up over time. Um, it was a crazy thing, you know? I like there was a part uh, era where it was all like 90s rap and then like brand new down south records. Right. Like sometimes just in between each other. Like it was cool, you know? Yeah. And it was a time when the party itself, like, there was almost like um in the beginning I felt like it was like this like thing that like was almost like a best kept secret type thing. Like it was busy and crazy, but like it wasn't like through the roof exploded, like everybody knew about it yet. Yeah. Um and it felt very New York and it felt like a house party every week. I mean every month when we did it. Um and then it then it started to to pop off, but it was still like <laughs> there was a time when it was like a, it was kind of an edgy, like dangerous party for a few years i think mm-hmm. not dangerous but you could get something bad could happen to you <laughs> at the rub for a couple but that's years. our angle though from like trying to hold down the house side of it you yeah because like, that's because you know exactly how many purses got stolen and right like, or just like you know like one night fights you had to break up right right but that shit was real like that happened and i i remember like the and guy also, outside all drunk being like no but he hit me but i gotta go back in there because you know. yeah uh, or watching like i used to like watch the room change like around two o'clock um if you guys be going hard playing like some wu-tang shit or whatever like just feeling the energy shift and like being like ah something i'm it used to be like dude heavy for a little while in there and then there was like this thing where I don't know. It, it just changed and became like, um, like uh, the most fun. I mean, it was always fun, you know. But there was a, there was like, I felt like the danger element came out after a while, and it just became this like euphoric, really fun, crazy ass party. Yeah, we know? worked hard to to get it to be more girl friendly, um, and it and did. It wasn't necessarily yeah. with the music. I mean, it was with the music kind of all along, but the thing that we got that changed a lot was our door girl renan like was seated control she she took it over she held it down and she yeah. could say who could come and go and she could tell you she know tell the knuckleheads to take locals a like don't come in i don't care if you're friends with the owner i don't care if you're friends with the bartenders whoever right you know? and after a while Just i stopped come, trying come back next time you know? yeah it was hard 
but it, it it paid off for sure because once people felt safe i mean so it wasn't like like half for girls like it was cheap right like was it ever different yeah, it was prices? Like five dollars for that. girls and ten dollars yeah. for dudes that's a great policy but it was also like it's illegal too though whatever yeah but so if people everything. really did want to come dance like which is what a lot of people came to do just like i want to go in this party and dance and you gotta you gotta feel safe to do that that's like a really important thing like women can't feel um like they're gonna get grabbed on the dance floor that's gonna be you know just li- even shit that's not outright dangerous that just makes people uncomfortable like you can't have those dynamics at a yeah party and at the like other that. end they can't feel like frat boys are gonna spray beer on them right no yeah. good no good and it got to that point though where i felt like it was just like it was not like that anymore um and for me like even as crazy as i was trying to work the party uh like the best part for me was like watching you guys as djs over that i mean every month for how many years you know um seeing you guys kind of like grow and develop as djs because it changed over time and you all got better as djs and, and more creative and um i just learned a lot just even being um on the, the periphery you know and paying attention like oh this is how you rock a fucking giant party um month in month out and keep it fresh um it, it was inspirational yeah, I mean, we were learning too, and we were learning from each other, and we were learning from our guests. We would bring certain guests in, and this is once it got to like seven or eight years, and we were, you know, had more kind of established, like, here's what the rub is, and here's what it sounds like. And then we'd have had DJ Newmark come in, and he's he killed it playing Magdalena, yeah. you know, by uh, Sergio Mendez. And we're just like, and it fucking just smashes the club primetime. And then we're like, Oh, right. let me add that shit into my repertoire and build something around that. And like every time we would bring a hot guest, like yeah, we, I mean that's we, the we best thing about guests. Learn in, something from it in general. Like when they have an idea of what you do, and then they know what they do, and they they bring something. Like we have the same thing when we have people on the radio, and you're like, oh shit, like you brought this. Like I never would have thought to play this, but of course, you know. Um, and who else? I remember the dude um, Dave Nada came in like and just turned it up in a way like some unexpected crazy shit you remember this yeah he was playing baltimore club and fucking headbanging yeah he, i remember he hit his head on the serato record and made the music stop because he was headbanging so hard while i was playing baltimore club it's amazing he brought crazy energy yeah, and then, he stage dived and did premiere come like um, yeah i remember that one was that impromptu he played all vinyl yeah four turntables we didn't tell anybody we, we had him right. booked in um and he played all premiere shit yeah, I was like, this, he just <laughs> DJed his own shit that he just everything was so he tough for like was, an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, and, and I also remember the Jeru shit when he came up and did "Come Clean" and he didn't even uh, say the words. Remember this? He got up and like just help, the, the beat came on. And he just helped to the crowd. Everyone else did the verse. Yeah, he would just be like, you wanna wanna It was powerful. Everybody just took it over. Yeah. The night that uh, Primo played Spank Rock also did a song, which oh, was yeah. the, so, so ill. What a weird. On the same night, thing the, to that's have the only happen. ever. That's the only ever two live performances at the Rub were J Ru and Spank Rock. Wow, yeah, I remember that. That was um, a good one. When is the last time you tended a bar? Oh, since the last Rub that I worked was, which was like May. 2011 maybe February 2011 yeah 
2011. Yeah. A while ago. That's it. I'm out. Don't make me go out back. Out the game. Out the and, game. And wh- what <laughs> are your day jobs? Yo, right now, I I don't have... I mean, I um, don't have one. Right. What was your last day job? Bartending. Yeah. Since then, I've been just DJing. Right. Really? Yeah. We and DJ, other related things we like DJ, doing music we do stuff for and, and selling drugs, right? Like, no. You must sell a lot of nah, drugs. Nah, man. I swear to God. I, just, I live real humbly. Uh, low rent. I don't know. We DJ. We do other um, jobs, you know, relate, music-related stuff. I'm a social worker also. I work in a high school. How much can you talk about that? I can talk about it. So you work in a high school? Sunset Park High School. And how long have you Sunset been Sunset Park, that? what time is it? You know what, man? There's something in the water in Sunset Park, though, right now. It's, it's a beautiful community. And I know it's still got issues, but the high school, um, it's like a great, I don't know, it's a new school. It's five years old. So uh, there's something kind of fresh and new about it, and the energy is just great there. It's my first year there. So how uh, How much are you there? I'm there every day. Like six, seven hours? Like, you know, like a job. <laughs> I go in at 10, which is nice, you know, and then I stay. different. I have my schedule varies different days. You keep days. Dinkins hours. You play tennis. Right, right. I, go to I work. play tennis. Um, I eat a knish in the morning, and then I go to work. Um, yeah, no, nah, but I love it, man. I, you know, so social service organizations are tricky, but kids are awesome you know so do you not work for the for the city no i don't i work for a like a organization that has a partnership with the school do you have an office yeah sort of shared and so what do you do do you do you just do one-on-one with kids no not at this school um i do a lot of group work with kids i do some some one-on-one stuff but not not like i used to but Which, so take me through it. Like, what is what is your day consistent? Really? Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm the program coordinator. No, for, let's talk about <laughs> records. <more. laughs> I'm the program coordinator for for first of all for an internship program. That's my main responsibility is that I find these kids uh, work work sites to work at um, for this, the twelfth graders who are about to graduate and move on. So you have them selling drugs for Cray. Right. That's that's one possible internship placement that you get. Taking chances. Um no, but so and trying to get them to do stuff that's like engaging and fun and you know, like kids see when you're that age you don't have jobs yet. You don't know what it's like to have a boss and have to be somewhere at a certain time and you know, have people counting on you for stuff. So um is that part of this economy because when I was 15 I had a job. Uh, I think it's it's very hard for kids to get jobs if they're not in like summer youth employment. No one wants to hire a kid that's not eighteen, um, sixteen, sometimes. But it's very it's hard, you know. Yeah, a lot of people f- really give teenagers a bad rap. Um, well, and, they're awful. Also, I mean, they're the worst. <laughs> a lot of people think that and and don't want to hire them. So they're scary. They're not scary. They're super scary. <laughs> they're, they're so not scary. They're hilarious. They really are. They're smart. They I like teenagers because they have everything. They're like, they're smart. They're funny. They're angsty. They're they're sad. They got style. They got style. They Big got the titties. slang before. Chill out. Hey. They got the slang. You know, they're over the slang before you even heard it. You know, shit like that. So, I like I like my job. You know, 
Do you ever have to deal with like some heartbreaking shit at work? Like, do you ever? Do yeah, you ever every go day. Home feeling man. awful every day. I mean, I don't go home feeling awful every day, but um, you know, yeah, you, a lot of hard stuff. You know, remember what it was like to be a teenager? Shit was difficult. Um, and more so when I was doing like the one-on-one counseling, that's when kids like you build a relationship and they really open up to you about what's going on. That can take a toll if you if you like part of the work is learning how to not bring that home with you because my wife was like yo dude <laughs> like tell me one story a day don't come home with 10 stories about like heartbreaking home life this other situation. kid oh yeah. my god yeah exactly so you got to be careful with that my mom was a social worker uh when i was growing up and there was a girl that she was looking after who had um burns on her back from an iron somebody had been mm. burning her her back with an iron that was about the worst thing that I saw. Right. And that's like extreme, horrible shit. Every year that I've worked in a high school, I've wanted to bring a kid home for Thanksgiving because they told me like, I'm going to be by myself and I'm not, you know, like just some like lonely, sad, like, oh, really? There's nobody looking out, you know, you know, you don't have any family with you and you're not going to have turkey and mashed potatoes. Like, you should come to my house. <laughs> you can't do that. You know? You can't, right? No, you can't do that. And they also they smell so bad you don't really want to. <laughs> their hygiene. No, they're really actually clean. They're they're very um, focused on cleanliness. Except for the girls. No, all of them. There's like there's a there's a cleanliness is is high up there on the priority list. I mean, it's next to godliness if you think about it. It's true. We're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back and we're gonna play a game. <laughs> We're back. This is Small Talk. I'm here with Chances with Wolves, and it sounds like we're going to discuss John Kizak's Instagram. We, sh- we should, but I'm curious how you came up with the name for your podcast, Small Talk. Uh, there's a DJ, Them Jeans, from LA, who has a good talk podcast, uh, and he's six foot nine, and his podcast is called Tall Tales. Uh... <laughs> Nice harmonizing there. Um, so, can so, I ask you them jeans? The Eddie Murphy reference is that what it is? I thought it was genuine in them jeans, but, but that's the Eddie Murphy reference too, right? It is. I don't know. Eddie Murphy good in them jeans. Isn't that from fucking Delirious? Or it's a thing Raw that people say though about people when they look good inside of their blue jeans. Mm, I thought whatever. Maybe I'm bugging. But no, you should ask him. Maybe you're right. Maybe you hit. The, I maybe you're the only one who ever fucking figured it out. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Part of my language. You know what's bugged out though? I know, but your daughter. Trading places is like my one of my Christmas movies. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Because it, instead of it's a wonderful life, you watch. I watch both. Yeah. Right. So, but the scene in the jail Daddy cell. New Year. Yeah, that's a good part too. But in the in the jail cell where he's like, uh, "Karate Man, bruise on the inside." Remember this one? <laughs> yeah. You know who's in the cell with him is um fucking. 
Gus Frayne from Breaking Bad, Giancarlo Esposito, like yeah, 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 eighteen years old, yeah, little, mad skinny, little Giancarlo. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering who that guy Bugging was. Out. Those two guys, the two tough guys. Yeah, but he and then there's like onlookers and junk. Oh, the guy, out. there's like the guys who are on his team, and there's the guys who are like not fucking with him. Right, the tough guys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> who come fuck with him in the bar and then he's like check out my limo outside yeah. and then, and they, then they come to the palace party is that, is the rest of small talk podcast is just gonna be us uh, <laughs> rehashing uh, trading right. places yeah. now real quick John Cusack for real you should follow because he's Do we, graffiti now are you he does graffiti we, he does Wu-Tang he does, he does Wu-Tang I'm, W's that say Cusack and I'm they're ra- really nice he, I'm raising my hand he Did we follow him on Instagram mm-hmm. we follow John Cusack I think I did. What's his name on Instagram? Uh, Cusack Shakur. Shut up. Yo, he does pieces. <laughs> you, and I, I'm, it, you, people didn't That's believe not it. Really, John. Cusack. People didn't believe it was him, so he started posing in front of the pieces. And he's like the real on John the, Cusack Shakur. Yeah, yeah. And he does. He does. Uh, like he's he's fifty, right? Something Something's like wrong. But with he him, hangs bro. out with some art people, and he just Something's is wrong. is. Well, fucking, he lives in L.A. That's probably what's wrong with him, right? He's, he's a little wrong. cool, though. I think, and a little kooky, and a little kooky. But what he does to making yo, good movies. John Christ, Cusack. he's doing all these portraits of like Macaulay Culkin, uh, uh, <laughs> Home Alone. But he's like go like this, and he looks kind of like the Edward Munch scream. Mm-hmm. But he's got the crown of thorns, and it's like Culkin Christ. Mm. High art. I had lunch. No, it's dope. I had lunch. You didn't. You're, you're, no, 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 no. You, you threw no, shade no, on it. Don't no, act no. like you just didn't just throw shade, shade on Cusack. You uh, did. Cusack, you sure. did. You were like, mm, high art. Yeah. You have to. You didn't even look at it yet. That no. is. That's not cool, man. I. No, man. I just want everyone out there to go and listen. And let me know. Listen. Everyone listening to go and check out John Cusack's Instagram and judge for yourself. Yeah. Don't, don't oh, no, me too. Kenan's. I want everyone to do that too. But I'm going to do it myself. Right. I'm going to take your advice. I used to love John Cusack my whole life. So why can't I like? I wonder what happened Root for him like, as an art what, star. What was, what was Hot Tub Time Machine? I don't know what that was. He was in this movie. Yeah, man. Nobody saw. That's a fucking weird choice. Nobody saw. All right, movie. You, but look. When you're an actor and you've been around that long, like I think part of it is about making good choices, right? Yeah. So okay, when, but when this guy had been in a movie in a minute and then came out with Hot Tub Time Nobody Machine, saw that movie. He needs some money. Fuck out. He needs some money to, to to fund this the new art, art okay, career okay, that he's so may, maybe, killing it. Maybe that's he good. He's killing it right now. Okay, good. I yeah. sat, I had lunch in a joint and Macaulay Culkin was sitting next to me. Like, I didn't realize until I was paying the check. I looked over and I seen him. Um, he First of all, he's kind of cool looking and also yeah. kind of sick looking. Like he has AIDS. Yeah, he's no, like, no, he has AIDS. I didn't no, no, say he, that. He still died. He's got more healthy. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. He's more healthy now. He's but he looked, healthy. he looked tired. So he's been Macaulay, a lot of pizza. hold your head. That's all. No, he's he's better now. He's better. I saw that Good. on YouTube where he was nah, eating pizza. I, there was a coolness though. Like it came it came through. Yeah. Yeah, I felt it. Okay. Macaulay Culkin Christ. What is it called? I was just gonna say Cusack. that um <laughs> that Cusack's painting graffiti smacks a little bit of um Robin Williams wearing like bathing ape and other Is that what he's doing? Streetwear about five years ago you would see all these pictures of Robin Williams wearing like seven hundred dollars sneakers. Was like a kangaroo. Robin shit? Williams was like embarrassing dad when he was in his twenties. <laughs> he would wear like a like a suspenders and a Hawaiian shirt, and he'd be like, "Okay, I got an idea. I'm gonna do. I do ah like that." That, that was, was just cocaine and like just, yeah. But I mean, he was like, "Come on, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying?" Yo, I, look, I'm gonna put put it on the line right here. I think that 
I think Cusack's having fun and it looks cool, and I'm a fan. Cusack, you sure. guys can sit there and judge before you look at no, it. No, I'm good. That's fine <laughs> if you want to do that. He might be a trill dad, and I just don't know. Yeah, Time to turn is. up maybe with the trill trillest dad, dad ever. Hey, man, if he's making art and and not making shit like top hot tub. Top hub, top hub time machine. You really had a problem with this movie. Nah, I just thought they it was make a old, hot tub time machine every year, and somebody's yeah, in it that you respect. Right. You got You do one for them. You do one for yourself. <sighs> yeah, like Robert De Niro. Hollywood. Yeah, Robert De Niro. He's Robert De Niro's in a movie where he boxes against Sly Stallone. Right. Yeah. Is that you think that's a good movie? Should I go see that? No, that looks it's a hot top too. time machine right there. That looked like the same joke over and over again. <laughs> oh, we're getting old. Yeah. Did say? All right, are we gonna play a game or what? I want to see them box with loaded adult diapers <laughs> <laughs> in real life. In real life, with diapers just full of shit, and just <laughs> just wreck the other one, and shit goes everywhere. Didn't something just happen to that Robin Williams? To my by interests. the way, did Robin Williams have a um? He relapsed or something? Also, poor guy. Uh, so here's what we're gonna do. Is uh, this is going to be the tryout gong show uh, for Chances with Wolves? Shit! If it's a good song, then you don't hit the bell. Wait, here's the bell. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What's the criteria, man? Good how? Chances with Wolves material. Wow! Oh. Like for oh, the, like, would we for play it on the sh- on our okay. show? If I was playing it on the show, would I embarrass you, or would I? There's a lot of good music that I don't play on the show, though. That's the so. criteria. Here we go. This is a good record. Are we talking? You like? Yeah, we played this early on, man. This is the shit. I love this shit. Life. I love this record. But be aware that it takes courage and strife. Expand your mind, don't let it wither and die. You'll find it lift your spirits high to the sky. So let's take Let the cards play. Is Gary Barr singing also? singing and playing saxophone there's two versions I of don't this know. that's a good question there's the huh? celestial uh, there's the um into troop version on the into troop album which is this which is good and there's a gary bart's version which is on his album which is not as good i never heard the other one yeah the, uh, the other one's not as good and i think it's because it's a different vocalist but the thing i don't understand about this song is how do you make music that sounds this good? Like, I don't think I understand enough about music to understand, like, why the saxophone tuned different than how his voice sounds and a little later or something. Like, it's fucking incredible. No, that's a good question because some people think if you just get antique gear and you fill a room with it. I mean, uh, what's, uh, you know, dab tone gets close, right? Right. But I think there's also just, like, some like some kind of quality of the air in the 1970s. You know what I mean? That you you can't. Yeah, I don't know what it is. You either. can't put that into a machine. 
And also just like like what he he's singing about. People were walking around over like, there. What they were thinking. It right, was going through that. What they right. were feeling. Like you can't put that shit into a, into. You know, you can get the old gear. You can record it. Uh, you know. And here's the sample right here. Come here. I don't uh, know, is there a sample in here? Yeah, the casual sample right here. Oh, that's a sample. Mm-hmm. All right, so this one gets a pass. We're gonna we're gonna go to another one. I think there should be three categories. There should be like that's like that's yes, like, bing, bing, we, bing, 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 bing. We would play. It. We did yes, play. We it. did play. It. <laughs> <laughs> and but if a guest comes on and plays it and you played it already, do you roll your eyes or no? Nah, like, no, nah, it was okay. like five no, years. We're like ago. good choice, yeah. man. Well, that's and this is a mistake. Also, we that can't I, play it again, but you can. And that's you know the other saying? thing too is that like yeah, I'm just gonna do a best of. <laughs> we, we ran through <laughs> like a lot of these old episodes and chop them up and make a good mix in. We ran through a lot of them early on. You know what I'm saying? So that like the ones that were like the big tunes that we wanted to play we played them early big so tune. it's been a really long time like since. Little Boy Blue and shit right that was like the third episode well maybe not maybe that's a little later yeah we have like a the jukebox translation what is, is there is this an edit or something yeah this is the uproot andy edit of fanya all-stars right because you can hear the bass is like newfangled bass yeah it's keyboard bass rather mm-hmm. than a bass guitar and then he's doing kenny got here. the got the fanya fitted and gets sweated for it yeah i need a new one because i sweated that? fucking through it um there's a little record store on like 116th and Lex uh, in El Barrio. I'm, I don't remember what it's called. It's like it's called like you know Records Musica, or <laughs> and they had they just had it in the window. And I used to go to school up there, so I would walk by when I got off the train, and I'd be like, "That thing looks like it's probably fitted." And then I went in, and sure enough, it was. Do you so, fuck with snapbacks? Would you do a Fania snapback? Yeah, I mean, if that if the it's Fania had it so, like that with the it's colored so letters, beautiful. They had a hoodie would. in there too that I didn't buy. That was like so awesome. They, that's the spot if you want like uh, Latin jazz T-shirts. They have everything. They have like the the Hector Laveau uh, mugshot joint or Willie Colon yeah. mugshot joint. They have all kinds of shit. Um, and it's like a mom and pop shop. It's really cool. You should go up there. It might be called like Casa de los Discos or something. You know? Cool. Yeah, it's cool. Um, Here we go. Here's another one. Oh, wait. You know what? I need to bring this back from the top. Rewind. Ruski? 
Polish. I was gonna Polish. say it's like some Polish like psych jukebox uh, music box fucking shit. I like it. I like it too. I want to know what happens. Does something does it get big? Well, let's listen to it. I think with this one, placement would be important. No, we would definitely play this. Yeah, we play it. Let me play this. Let me get this. <laughs> Can you email this to me? Yeah. But you know, like anything, you got to put it where it belongs, right? For sure. Yeah. I like shit like this too because I have no idea what they're talking about. It could be anything. Yeah. A world of possibilities, you know? I like to find out what the word for lyrics are in the language and then search for the song title with that word and then you find it. You put it in Google Translate and here's a narration. The breakdown, the breakdown. He's like, girl. Sounds so familiar. To man. Right. This is some Jerry Rafferty shit, isn't it? What's gonna happen to it? I've never heard this song that sure, but just one It's like a it's a recorder, (laughs) not even a flute. Recorder. That was worthwhile. Like art, this guy's on some John Cusack shit. <laughs> That's pretty good. 
S, the H, the A, the R, the P, the S, the H, the O, the O, the T, the E, the R, the S, the U, the P, the E, the R, the S, the H, the A, the R, the P, the S, the H, the O, the O, the T, the E, the R, I don't understand this music. Drugs? Is there drugs involved? I'm just asking. <laughs> this is great. But I feel like I want to have a seizure. That's DJ Detweiler remix of the Ganja Crew Super Sharpshooter. We're going to sign off. This is <laughs> yeah, that Small Talk. <laughs> uh, thank you both for coming. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. So, it, 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 do we take from this that you're going to come on Chance of the Wolves as a guest? And play flute drop. Like a whole <laughs> flute drop <laughs> set. Play flute drop set. An hour of flute drop. Yeah. It, uh, it's just gonna be me and a flute, and I'm just gonna play over whatever you you're should do. Play. Live flute drop, exactly. Yeah. That'd be a good. Thing. Flute drop and shadow haze drops. Yeah, yeah. Shadow haze drops. Now you're fucking with the trail dad. Trail dad. Shit. DJ Airs is changing diapers and warming up milk bottles. People can listen to Chances with Wolves. On eastvillageradio.com, yeah. right. you've got your Tumblr, right? We also, have, I mean, we have cha- we have chancesofwolves.com, we have chancesofwolves, Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all chances of fucking eBay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, chances of wolves, everything, all Send platforms, email, all platforms, chancesofwolves at gmail, you know. So if you want to email us, please email us. Tap, tap. Tiki, tiki. Tapa, tapa, tapa. This is Small Talk Podcast with DJ Ayers on Brooklyn Radio.